Hey, I'm Bert, and welcome to Season 2 of Dabbing with Washington Artists. If you're new to the show, the idea is simple. Six questions, six dabs. So pull up a chair, light your torches, as we interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. What's up? I'm the artist formerly known as Buck Wild. You can uh, find me on Spotify under Buck the Trend. Uh, you can find me uh, March 11th in Bremerton with Concrete. You can find me June 10th in uh, Bellingham with MC Dan. For today's series of dabs, we will begin our smoke session with the blue steel, an ice cream cake, and a crunch berries. And we will round out the session with a bitch fuel, dirty white girl, and a Tropicana punch. Hey everyone, I'm Bert. We are Immature Stoners, and this is Dabbing with Washington Artists. And today we are rejoined by uh, our, an alumni on our show, uh, Buck Wild. Hello. How you doing, man? Good. Just, uh, glad to be here. Yeah, been a while. Uh, it'd be good to get smoking with you again. So, yep. uh, ready to get stoned? Yep. Fuck yeah. We're going to start out today with some Blue Steel. Nice. That's one of my favorites, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We, we totally do that. Plan ahead on that. Nice. 100%. <laughs> Blue Steel is an indica dominant strain developed in Washington and is known for its cerebral high and tendency to leave the smoker feeling couch locked and sedated. We found a gram of this sauce at a shop on Broadway in Everett. Okay, let's see how that works. Very nice. You gotta do that double tap. Yeah. Blue steel. That's the Zoolander look, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, we like to ask everyone, uh, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Oh man, I'm doing a lot of cannabis stuff related stuff now, as far as like the music. Um, I uh, did the cannabis album, the Rexter Raiders, and um, we had a bunch of weed tracks on there. And I've been doing like solo single tracks. I did one with uh, a weed rapper named Yak Nasty, the North Coast Weirdos. We've, we've had them on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great dudes. Me and, Shout out to Yak. Yeah, me and Yak did this song called Weed and Rap. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, we had my uh, partner Remy on there and stuff. And uh, We've had him on as well. Yeah, so we did, we did that track. And, uh, you know, it's just about how weed and rap just go together and I, like so well and it almost seems like they were made for one another at times for me like the anxiety and like depression and stuff like that um tend to melt away when you got like that good music and the good vibe with you know your cannabis so like uh i just feel like i don't know like they're just built to go go together so like yak nasty said like uh weed and rap go together like cheese and mac like is that <laughs> they go together hand in hand basically so uh, are there any particular strains uh, that you're really digging right now? Like since last time I saw you guys, I've been smoking like that Han Solo Burger is one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Uh, I love Han Solo Burger. Like we went camping and fucking smoked a joint of that shit and just we saw otters and shit out of nowhere. Like I'm sure it was because of the weed. It had to be, you know, like it just happened because of the fucking Han Solo Burger. But I still always love Green Ribbon. That's my favorite, but it's like so impossible to find. Um, we actually just got some wax of it the other day, but that was the first time, I think like nine to 10 months, I'd even seen it. Uh, Smoky Point was growing some good uh, green ribbon for a while, but uh, Fireline used to grow it, like mm -hmm. the most original 
uh, grower I found it from, and their fucking green ribbon was like magic. It's like a green crack mixed with some like mystery hybrid, like might be white widow. They're not sure exactly what the lineage is on it, but it just is like this perfect 50-50 hybrid of like uh, wake you up, but relax at the same time. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, I, I'm a 50-50 hybrid guy though. I'm like, I like like NYPD and those kind of strains that are kind of a little more, you know, maybe 60-40 sativa leaning type of strains. Get that little extra, that energy, but also the relaxation so that you can yeah, do I don't, anything. I don't like really one way or the other too much, you know. I try to just kind of balance it out as much as I can, you know. I feel just, that. Um, that's what most of my cannabis use is for, is just kind of, uh, you know, take the edge off and balance kind of out whatever I got going on as far as um, the depression or anxiety I'm feeling or um, you know, mental health stuff or, mm-hmm. um, or even physical stuff too, you know, like it's great for the pain or whatever, you know, so like I, I use it for a variety of reasons, um, you know, these days. I've noticed I've started getting very much more specific when I go to the stores now about what I'm looking for, for particular things, you know, uh, especially like late at night, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've been taking like a lot of RSO. Like that was a big part of like my health thing that I had going on. Like, um, when I was so sick last time I was here. Uh, like I took start taking a lot of RSO like just daily basically. Just fantastic. And as far as like the medicinal part of marijuana or cannabis, like it that's got to be the purest way I think from from my perspective to take it. Um, I just love a high from RSO too. Isn't everything high? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it is, and you get you got to be careful because I've been turning people onto it, and some people get onto it and they really like it, and other people like they really like it. But like I had my buddy take some, and he like started snoring like a horse um, for about an hour and a half while I was trying to record and I'm like I can't get anything done here because like I'm trying to like uh, record and he's like really face against the wall like literally like oh yeah like not neighing like a horse and shit so like uh, I called him the next day and I'm like hey what's going on he's like I'm still coming I'm still hot I'm still hot after the thing like I'm you know I just waiting to come down and I'm like that only lasts like three or four hours, but like you should have come down by now. Like I think you should be okay. And he's like, "Oh, okay." Like he thought he was still like he, he was still he may have been still feeling it, you know, like some kind of like residual effect or something. Because yeah, this stuff is powerful. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah, I've dosed some of my buddies, and then like a few times been like, "Oh shit, am I gonna have to call the hospital or something?" Like I'm gonna kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know he can't die, but like you know, it's like. You never fucking, like, you know, you just get paranoid or whatever, you know? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for our number two today, we got some ice cream cake. Ice cream cake is an indica-dominant strain known for its rich terpene profile of vanilla and sugar cane and tendencies to leave the smoker calm and euphoric. We picked up a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop in Bothell Everett Highway in Everett. so good all right uh so how has living in washington influenced your sound or your your process oh i mean as far as washington i mean i i I try to think of myself as like uh more covington you know than anything else just because i feel like there's nobody else really repping that like that city um i mean it's in washington obviously so i mean as far as the process i think uh you know, there's so much behind the, as far as the musical process, 
um, to do with like being indoors and like being confined um, in Washington because you have this insane like rain all the time. So there's like a definitely that having this weather here influences like Nirvana and Soundgarden and all these bands you've heard of, like all these artists, Jimi Hendrix, like the, uh, comes from a lot of hours indoors, uh, not being able to go outside and uh, mess with guitar, you know, or uh, mm-hmm. your, your recording equipment or um, your beats or, you know, whatever you're playing, you know? So like um, this goddamn weather here is just relentless, man. Like, um, <laughs> and it just shapes everything around us as far as like, you know, the, the green and the, like the forests and stuff like that. And like, um, so like, I definitely have like this country city mentality where like, um, you know, Seattle's like right outside my front door, but like, so is like Mount Rainier, you know? So it's like, um, I feel like a little bit like a, like a city country boy, you know, like, right. I, I'm just like kind of half and half basically, you know, I can see that. Um, so, you know, I can kind of go float between both worlds a little bit, you know, and be okay most of the time without getting my ass kicked too bad, but uh, at least I try. But, um, yeah, I think just, you know, uh, the environment here as far as, like, your uh, the weather and all that stuff has a big influence on, on the music here. And, and it's the mentality of uh, the social, like, depression and, and, and uh, anxiety and stuff like that that breeds a lot of times good music, Uh comes from sometimes it's just the shitty weather you know and, and being a part of it too you know and that's all for sure very much western washington you know uh centric i think it's just so so fucking wet here <laughs> all right so for our number three today we have some crunch berries and you're gonna like the smell of that one it smells like a bag of cereal Crunchberries is an indica-dominant hybrid with a distinct taste of crunchberry cereal and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker feeling relaxed but not couch-locked and sedated. We picked up a gram of this sauce at a shop in Capitol Hill. That's interesting. Right. <coughs> All right. <laughs> so you've had a, a lot of shows recently at the uh, the Concrete's birthday slash coming up on March 11th. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Oh, man, me and Concrete go way back. Uh, we're going to be there with Ludo's, Ludo's Lex, Flex. And um, we uh, I met him in 2004, I believe. Uh, my first rap show that I ever did. Uh, I met Concrete. It was opening for Bushwick Bill, okay. and uh, at the El Corazon in Seattle, and um, it was on Christmas Eve. Um, nobody came. It was terrible. <laughs> Bushwick was pissed, uh, but we ended up spending Christmas Eve with Bushwick Bill, so that was pretty cool. Like they didn't have anywhere to go afterwards, so like him and like the Woodpile guys all came back to Hobart and like hung out <laughs> uh, from Seattle, so that was pretty cool. Um, an interesting Christmas Eve story for sure um, with Bushwick, rest in peace. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, th- that show is going to be uh, at a Masonic temple, actually, which I'm <laughs> okay. interested to do that. Um, I've been playing, I've got some shows coming up in some non-conventional places. Um, I also got one on June 10th. We're doing it up in Linden, right outside of Bellingham. <coughs> um, my buddy MC Gann that's in uh, a 
chapel. So we're going to be playing like a Masonic temple and a church are our next two shows. Okay. Uh, um, so those should be interesting. I'm DJing like uh, those shows. Um, I've been DJing for myself a lot, so I've been really enjoying that. Um, kind of getting into, you know, if I'm not constantly like kind of dipping my hands into something new, I tend to get like a little bored. So, um, you know, I saw that like we were having issues with like DJs not showing up and we were having issues with um, guys not having DJs or not knowing how to play their music and stuff like that. So I was like, I just can't take any more of this. Like, I'm just going to learn how to do it. So I started, I went out and got the DJ controller and you know, learned how to use it. I started getting into it and I kind of like it now. It's pretty fun um, okay. to do most of the time. So like, um, I've been doing that a lot, but mainly I want to do it so I, I could always provide my own sound. Um, right. And like when me and my guys are out there on stage, I can get back there and run our music, you know, like that's mm-hmm. my main purpose behind it is that like I was just tired of like playing it off the cell phone or whatever, you know, we were doing it, you know, at the time. Uh, these shows, um, or just bringing our MP3 and hoping they had a DJ there or what, whatever. So, right. Um, you know, I just think that like I want to be able to just pull up anywhere and just do my show. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. without having to rely on like somebody not, oh, you know, the DJ's not going to be here. So, what the hell do I do? I just sit on my ass, I guess, or go home. Uh, like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> you hey, know? you want to do your thing? Yeah, I'm going to be able to do my thing. So, like, I'm getting my own PA. Um, you know, and I'm, uh, got the DJ set up and I'm just going to start, you know, like concrete speaking of, he's got his own PA and, uh, at one of our shows, he just popped up out in the parking lot and set up his stage and PA and just started doing his show. He's and it had it in his car. <laughs> uh, so like he, he had a PA with him and, uh, so like, yeah, like we're going to kind of just use the guerrilla warfare with st- the shows sometimes, you know, like right. for some of us that can't get them it's kind of a racket where you got like a certain amount of these promoters that want to charge you three to $500 a show to open, uh, for whatever headliner that they find that's coming through town. Um, and then they do that for every artist and they make like five grand and then they give a chunk of that to the headliner or whatever and take the rest for themselves basically. But, uh, you know, or it's, you know, sell all the tickets or, um, you know, there's always just some kind of racket, it seems like, these days. Yeah, I hear it from all kinds of, yeah, all so, kinds of artists. Yeah, so what, you know, I want to do is just be able to just pop up like Concrete's doing and just be able to do my show wherever, and he's just, you know, renting a hall or, uh, you know, whether we, you know, find an old chapel up in Bel- Bellingham to do the show, and, and that's what we use, and that's what's, what we're going to use, and we'll we got to go out and buy, go to Costco and buy the chips and the pop ourselves, like, we'll go out and get it ourselves and provide people with the show, and... Um, that's what we'll do, you know, if we gotta do it that way. Okay. The temple should be interesting too. Like you, I imagine like, it's gotta have good acoustics. Yeah, like. I'm, I'm really interested because I don't think they have any idea of what concrete's about to do in there. Who knows? Just like, <laughs> they must not know because he, he's crazy, that guy. It, it, my music's not much better. Mine's crazy too, so we'll see. They'll probably just throw us out on my first song right when I get up there, but who knows? Hopefully not. Hopefully, hopefully they know what's going on. All right. For our number four today, we have some Bitch Fuel. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with this one. Bitch Fuel is a hybrid strain that gives the best of both an indica and sativa by delivering a physical body high with a charge of energy, and it's known for its tangy terpene profile. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on Center Avenue in Tacoma.
Those little cautious after that last one. Holy shit. Woo! <laughs> Fuck, that's the flavor bombs. My ass. All right. So you just released uh, the song My Last Words. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Oh, I mean, I wanted to do kind of like a final message. If I were to like die, what would be like the last thing I'd want people to hear from me? Like, you know, like if I had something important to say and I don't know if that's ended up happening in the end, but like, uh, I kind of just did like a song that has a little bit more emotion than what I've usually put into most of my stuff where I'm trying to be a little more just upbeat and fun and or funny or witty or whatever the fuck. But mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of like, like passionate songs or like sad songs. Like I, that's just really not my thing. Um, I kind of had like a lot of bad shit in my past. So I'm like, uh, I try to stay more towards the, the lighter side of things, uh, with my art, just because I've seen enough dark shit and I've listened to enough of it. Like I grew up on ICP and brother Lynch and that stuff. Um, and as much as I love that stuff, like at the end of the day, um, you know, it's good to have variety so that way you're not putting all just one type of thing in your head all the time. For um, sure. Even if you enjoy horror, it's not healthy for you to do that 24 seven. Like it's okay to put on Bob Marley every now and then it's going to be all right. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and having that, uh, that balance and stuff too, like I was talking about that comes with, uh, you know, not just like what you're eating and stuff like that, but also like with, uh, and what you're smoking, but also like, with your music and shit too and your media like what you consume and stuff like that um a big portion of that too is has an influence on everything from your mental health to your physical health you know what i mean like it's uh important i think to like for me i i listen to like horrorcore and bluegrass so like i have like a pretty like what like you know two very differing tastes um are even though they don't seem to be seem to uh contradictory just because, like, you know, one seems to cancel out the other doesn't mean they're not true. Like, it's still, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's uh, you can still enjoy both. Like, you can like rap and country. Like, it's not. Yeah, visit the spectrum of emotions and music. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, um, I think it's good just to kind of mix it up and stuff, you know, a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for our number five today, we have some dirty white girl. Oh, yeah, it looks like some butter there. It does kind of, yeah. It's yeah. that kind of consistency. Dirty White Girl is a sativa-dominant strain that delivers a surge of energy and tends to leave the smoker feeling chatty and social, and it is known for its sweet, citrusy smell and taste. We picked up a gram of this crumble at a shop in Capitol Hill. Make it loud. Alright, so, um... How would you say that your uh, sound has changed or developed over the past years, or even since we last smoked together? You know, I think I'm going into my fourth year now, and, um, you know, I spent just, like, my first year or so kind of just figuring out um, the basics, you know, and how to record, and um, we made that first album, The Pain Mob, and I, I we didn't even have it mixed and mastered. Like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, you know? So it started out very basic and stuff like that as far as... Um, you know, it was very humble beginnings as far as that goes. Like, um, but you know, slowly as I learned, okay, I should have this mix and master. So it sounds good. And like, um, then I started working with better artists and started, uh, you know, learning, picking up just bits and pieces as I go. Um, and that's kind of refined the sound as far as like, it just sounds overall better. I mean, I'm still doing the same 
type of um, music. I think it's, it's just like your traditional, like old school hip hop, basically. But um, and I'd, you've been throwing in different types of like country song, like country rap songs every now and then. Um, but mostly just staying with my stand, your, your standard, you know, stereotypical hip hop that you, you know, everybody's used to. But um, definitely just getting better over time. You know, it's, it's still early on. You know, I've only been doing this, you know, like I said, going on four years now. So like the first couple of years are just kind of learning the ropes. And uh, after working with, you know, uh, the Grand Arc and the Apostle and Cruise Control and uh, all the other artists like Misery and all the other artists that have done features for me and stuff like that, um, you start to pick stuff up, um, definitely. And um, even just working by myself, you know, at home, um, my recording process is totally different now. Like I, I know I'll go through and lay down like one layer of vocals and then I'll go through and like lay another layer on top of that, um, kind of get it where I want it. And then I'll go through and refine it, you know, and on another layer after that and then get rid of my old stuff, you know, that that's not there. Um, and spending the time to really know the material before I go out there and get on the mic, you know, just like knowing that I need to, uh, know it with almost going up to where I don't even need to have the lyrics in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds natural when you're when you're on the mic. Right. Um, little things like that, they make a big difference like on the end product, I think, a lot of times. And uh, having the right equipment and stuff um, definitely help. And um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've done like, you know, ever since uh, ever since Breakstar uh, Raiders, I've put out like a handful of singles and um, it's kind of been a mixed bag. I've done that, like, uh, a few, you know, traditional rap songs, but I've done quite a few country songs lately, too. I did, like, this Clint Eastwood of the Hood. Um, okay. That was, like, kind of, uh, like a man out of, fish out of water type of story. Okay. About this, like, cowboy that's, like, in the hood, basically. And he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> basically. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to that one. <laughs> and, uh, so I just kind of, you know, been doing, you know, fun stuff like that lately. And, um, you know, they're kind of more goofy songs, I guess, like you would say, but, um, that's cool. I, I like to just keep it light most of the time, you know, and as far as like, what's next, I, I'm working on this, uh, I'm working on this album called, uh, Midlife Rep Crisis that I'm going to do this year. Finally, I've been talking about for a little bit, but I'm for sure doing it this year. Um, I'm going to do my first, I haven't even put out like my first solo album yet. Uh, I've done a, like the two project albums and I put out an EP and a bunch of singles, but I, I've yet to really put out my first solo album. So, um, this one's going to hopefully be it this year. Um, Hell yeah. so we'll see what comes of that. You know, that's like what I'm focused on right now more than anything. Okay. I look forward to hearing it. Yeah, it should be cool. All right. So for our sixth dab of the day, we have some Tropicana punch. Oh, nice. Tropicana Punch is a hybrid strain with a complex terpene profile of citrus and sweet herbs and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker giggly and feeling social. We picked up a gram of this sugary crumble at a shop on Center Ave in Tacoma. Uh, so we mentioned the song already, but uh, you do have a song called Weed and Rap. Yeah. Uh, that you uh, released last year, and it has some familiar names on there that we've had on the show, like Yak Nasty yep. and uh, Remy yep. Music. Um, why is weed such a uh, cultural staple in the rap community, and why is it important that it stays that way? You know, rap music has always been like uh, the voice of, you know, the common man in the streets and stuff like that. Um, 
I think that, uh, you know, their movement has kind of been along the same trajectory almost where like we had like, you know, NWA and like this, uh, prohibition going on around the same time, you know, like, um, I think that, you know, they kind of almost go hand in hand, you know, like I was saying earlier, just with the weed and rap thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, they're, they're on some kind of, uh, you know, political from everything from the politics of it to the, the, just being the voice of the streets. I think that, um, marijuana enhances that too. Like, I think that, uh, uh, lowers in a bit, you know, lowers the, uh, your anxiety as far as like uh speaking out and stuff like that too um which is part of rap it always has been um and hip-hop has always been the voice of the streets and the people and stuff like that so um i just think that yeah i mean they they, they, they go together and uh and that kind of shows in some of your music too obviously i mean you you guys definitely seem to embrace it uh, yeah um yeah uh, god could you even imagine like that whole movement without, oh, yeah. without weed. Like, imagine what that would have been like. Yeah, who knows? I mean, for, there's so many of our great uh, rappers are stoners. Like, from Snoop Dogg to Wiz Khalifa to the Cottonmouth Kings. Like, it, uh, you know, they kind of just, I don't know, for some reason, I can't quite pinpoint exactly, but they seem to just uh, have some kind of trajectory that goes together. One of the artists that always got me too, and I know this isn't rap, yeah, but fucking Willie Nelson, he's always oh, yeah. been this weird anomalous creature in the in the music world. Yeah. You know, he's this stoner hippie guy that also kind of appeals to the conservatives a little bit too. Right. And it's just like, how yeah. do you exist? Like, you know? Well, people, uh, he exists because the music's good. Like people yeah. love it. So like they're all, they were willing to overlook like people like my mom that like you know that are conservative. Um, I wanted to overlook that because of his music's great. You know what I mean? And sure. He's nice too. That helps. And, and that happens. Like if he was a rigid prick or something like that, like it would be probably different. But yeah, absolutely. But if he's a good dude and he smokes a little weed, then they're willing to overlook it at a little bit. If, even if it was illegal, you know, they're just like, yeah, it's it Willie. Uh, anyway, man, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you click like, subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, make sure to check out immaturestoners.com for merchandise and other stuff. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us yeah, again, man. So. <laughs> Stay high, everyone. <laughs>